Hi, a big hello and welcome to my show Unbound. I'm your host Mamta, a space curated for real stories of people from different walks of life who have sailed through uncharted waters and lived to tell their inspiring story. Unbound is a deep dive into their journeys to unravel, unearth, uncover various facets of their lives as they remain unstoppable and continue to do the unthinkable. As they open up about their life with me, I'm sure you will find nuggets of wisdom to live unbound too. So let's unbound together. Today on the show with me, I have not a person but an institution of wisdom. A homeopathic doctor by profession, she left her flourishing practice of 15 years to explore metaphysics beyond physical science. Master of many modalities including yoga, meditation, various healing methods, past life regression. She has been also the head of Indian chapter of California Hypnosis Institute of India. Travelling through and teaching in different countries like Germany, Poland, Hong Kong, Thailand, Turkey, UAE, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Maldives and Mauritius to just name a few. She has worked with several corporates, organizations and individual groups. Her pillars of value are love, faith, integrity, peace, prosperity, joy and care, on which rests all her learnings, teachings and trainings. So without much ado, I welcome Atman Parmar. Hello Atman, welcome to my show Unbound. Hello Mamta, how are you? I am very well and super excited to have you on my show, Atman. Thank you so much for taking this time out. And please, the floor is all yours. Kindly introduce yourself. So I like to keep it short and sweet. That is Atman. And Atman is souls. If I am Atman, so are you and so is everyone. We're all souls in this body. Sounds esoteric, right? But that's how I live my life. Yeah, it just sounds a little too good to be true, but I'm sure our listeners will find their nuggets and connect back as they would learn so much on this episode and it's not going to be the same for them when they walked in. So from conscious mind to the super conscious mind for Healing Atman, what is this whole journey about and how did you really get initiated into this? So I was born and brought up in a family which was highly logical. My father and grandfather chartered accountants and neighbors and all their friends. So I was brought up, you know, listening to numbers and shares and figures and economy and stuff like that. And I couldn't resonate with any of them. I was artist. I loved singing, dancing, painting, and that was not encouraged. So eventually I realized that now I, when I look back, I realized they operated from conscious mind. And I was predominantly operating from subconscious mind. And I had to somewhere bridge both of them. So that's the journey all about. Is it this connect that we keep talking, left brain, right brain orientation, the creative side and the analytical and the logical side? So were you seeing yourself getting a little somewhere in between the two or were you extremely on the other side? I felt I do not belong (laughs) Because um, I couldn't think the way my dad and grandpa thought or my family members thought. And uh, perhaps they thought that I'm a weird one because I took decisions based on so-called heart. Later, I realized what I was doing. Now I have a theory on it. I wouldn't get into the details, but I've explained this in my book, Radical Crystalline Mind. 
I operated from the subconscious mind or you can very well call it uh, right brain. It doesn't matter really. It's just that we have two ways of operating, logical and more heart-oriented to make it very simple for everyone. So tell us about your beginning, Atman. So could you really identify and spot it for yourself right from the beginning? Or did you go the traditional way you found your calling after exploring two, three, four things and then saying that, okay, I'm not meant for this, I'm not meant for this. Was it by the process of elimination that you got to uncover what your real calling was? Or how did you really get to this point? Yeah, so as I said, I felt I don't belong. I'm not fit. I'm not good enough, perhaps. I remember once my mom said, you're not walking correctly. Having just good looks are not enough. You also need to have a very poised way of walking. And suddenly I kind of looked at her face and I said, really, I look good. I thought I didn't even look good. So that was the first compliment I think she gave when I was age 12. (laughs) And that made me feel okay about myself, though my teachers and all, everybody appreciated. But I needed that appreciation from her indirectly. Uh, That's the first time I felt that I'm kind of connected to this family. I can resonate with the fact that how it must be as a child, if I may say, to be different or even appear like a black sheep of the family. Because if you're not following what they're expecting out of you and you're time and again coming back with your own ideas, your own theories and, you know, your own ways and very, very strongly so, would sometimes even make you feel very lonely. Was it like that? Yeah, I did fight loneliness for years. I didn't want to be lonely, so I complied a lot to fit the norm. And there was a time when I said, okay, let me embrace it. And I did go all alone to mountains in Dharamshala and lived there for two years all alone in such a place where I would hardly meet any humans. And I embraced that loneliness and that was the point of liberation. Is that a point where you would say that you went unbound? I would say that, really. Awesome. And no hand-holding, no support, no mentoring, no guru. I mean, how did you tread this? And when did this realization finally dawn? And what was the journey after that? So my whole journey started with deep fear of being left alone. And I would get fever, even if I would watch a movie or a serial where one of the characters is lonely or left alone. And I couldn't fathom that, understand that. And I was battling my fever. Being a homeopath, I've tried doing it medically, consulted other doctors, seniors, nothing would work out. And then I realized I had some past life cellular memories, which was getting triggered time and again. Thanks to that illness, I learned a lot, yet I still had lingering fear. So there was a time when I realized that eventually now I have to embrace being just by myself and for myself. I proactively chose to take out my car. I had a tiny Chevrolet beat and packed up all that I could, dumped everything and drove off to Dharamshala all alone. Really? Yes. This is what I call face your worst fear and then you're liberated. And that's what I did. Trust, it was so liberating. I was in the mountains and practically no work. I would sit in the balcony, look at the mountains and just be peaceful and calm. 
However, in those days, I started writing again and such a beautiful writings that eventually I made a curriculum radical out of that. But tell us a little bit about your family, Atman. How was the support back? Well, my mom took it very badly. She was very, very disappointed because she was very proud of me being a doctor and all her friends and relatives coming for medicines. And it was a letdown for her because I quit my practice. My father, of course, did not really like it, but he was silent. Children, of course, were not so fond of what I was doing, but they were okay. They handled. I had to practically quit two marriages to stick to my mission and vision. I wouldn't just blame them for that, but I realized that it was not working out. And I'm not even saying that I did it just because of that, but I realized I was so focused that I was anyway not doing so justice so much. It's better to be on my own and work on my own. Yeah, of course, it was an amicable separation both the times, but it's very peaceful now. Uh, looking back, I feel life couldn't have been better than what it is. Tell us a little more, Atman. When did this, when you were doing some sort of off-tracking in life, it started happening to you? Because we are just so caught up in the routines and disciplined with whatever that is on the platter, be it our families, commitments, etc. When was it that it really began to hit you that this is not all that my soul's purpose is? I think I completed all my experiences, right? Living in a joint family, serving mother-in-law, father-in-law, cooking meals for guests and friends and family members, parties, everything that a woman would go through, you know, including betrayals and including <laughs> blames, everything. I think I took it in my stride. And then I realized I've completed all experiences as a woman. It's a very fulfilling being a mother of three children. I enjoyed it all. No regret about anything. And I think I've just completed and moved on rather than resenting and moving on. Beautiful. I read somewhere that your passion is to generate awareness of the metaphysical assistance to assist in easy one's life on earth. Tell me a little more about this. I mean, from consciousness to super consciousness to now metaphysics, like how has this come around? Yeah, Bamta, this was a guided life. Right from my exams and studies, I would get some crazy voice telling me what to write, what to read, and what to answer. And I took it very lightly in those days. And later, even decisions like moving on, getting married, going for the next house, everything used to be guided, including Dharamshala house was shown in the meditation that this is where you're going to live. And exactly there was a house exactly the way it was shown. So the whole life is so beautifully guided and so is my writing. And that has eased my life. From the observer's point of view, probably I've gone through humongous ups and downs and challenges, but trust it's been so peaceful because I've been guided at every step. And that feels so good. So I would love to share with people how easy it is to go through life when you're supervised through or by your superconsciousness. Wow. Tell us a little more, Atman, because, you know, to any of us who's going through the routines, the normal commitments, responsibilities, playing our roles, our jobs, where do we really pick on that, okay, 
now life is speaking to me or there are messages or there's a divine intervention how do we even begin to recognize all of that so when we go beyond our beliefs and conditionings and our emotional overlay those clouds disperse and you can see the light and that light guides you now that sounds very metaphorical so i've designed a curriculum a step by step curriculum to learn how to number one disperse your emotions then go challenge your own beliefs and conditionings bring out the best in you that is dormant and then connect to the metaphysical world in a very safe way and learn to infer and interpret and live your life accordingly give me an example atman i'm so intrigued with this metaphysical part just give me any one example out of your life where you can make that connect for us well so it just began first time when i was giving my 10 standard exams i started getting answers the stuff that i had never read and i started writing and people asked me what did you write for this particular question it was an upbeat one and i said i don't know but i've written something and i was first amongst girl in the board and i did pretty well that was the first time and then i forgot about it in medical college again exams time i would just get this kind of assistance and i would pass year after year and i was kind of intrigued and yet i would forget because i wanted to lead a very normal life and this kept happening for every major decisions that i took the most interesting part was when i was practicing homeopathy i would get drawn to read a particular remedy and for sure the client who would need that would be there next day what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that there is a little bit of magic in all our lives? Everyone has it. It's just that either we don't connect to it, if we connect we don't believe, if we believe we don't infer, and even if we infer we don't know how to apply it and how to be in a way of life. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, when you do look at things in retrospect, I think sometimes it comes in flashes, but again, like you said that you you just want to live a normal life you don't want to believe that you have any super powers so you sort of give it out and say no 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 i'm just a human i'm just a human <laughs> interesting yeah and a lot of people think and a lot of th- people think that to live life the way i'm living you have to be away from your family children you have to sacrifice a lot trust no nobody has to follow my footsteps i know a lot of my students who were on the verge of divorce separation and being guided by the superconsciousness now they've settled back so well with their family and being in a family they're progressing so well at unbound we believe in the power of unhinged minds and untamed ideas of people from all walks of life as we sit to talk with some of them We are listening to your voice too. So, share your ideas, thoughts or takeaways from this podcast as a review on Apple Podcast or just drop us a message on Instagram at the rate d.mamta that is at the rate d period m a m t a a. You can also mail us at unboundwithmamta@gmail.com. And remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and stay connected with us. I would just like to know that you know I would still say that there is this world of people and humanity which is going through their everyday struggles they have desires they have fulfillments 
देर आर बिलीव लाइक मैं हार्डवर्क नहीं करूंगा तो ये नहीं होगा इसके लिए तो ये तो बहुत चैलेंजिंग है वॉट वुड यू से टू दैम आई मीन हाउ वुड यू रियली इज आउट दैट कॉन्शियसनेस फॉर आर लिस्नर्स ममता इफ यूर ड्राइविंग ऑन सुपर एक्सप्रेस हाईवे गाइडेड बाई जी पी एस लाइफ वुड बी ईजी ड्राइविंग वुड बी ईजी वी ऑल हैव एन असाइंड हाईवे असाइंड लेन असाइंड पेस एंड डायरेक्शन इफ यू फॉलो दैट थ्रू आर इंटरनल जी पी एस लाइफ कैन बिकम सो ईजी एंड एफर्टलेस ट्रस्ट each one of us i don't know are we designed for this are we really equipped for this how does one go about it like what is the first step to it maybe so i would say the first step is ease your emotional backlog because if you're emotionally upset you don't even find solution to simple stories right simple questions so ease your emotions learn the art of being very peaceful secondly there's declutter the storage of your subconscious mind when the storage is cluttered there's hardly any space to download new programs and information third step is to reduce the number of beliefs and conditionings as much as possible and fourth step is to connect to the wifi the cloud consciousness and fifth step is to start downloading the messages and beautiful programs and sixth step would be apply it and make that a way of life how have you dealt with others judgments so when this for example this whole journey when you were passing through and you knew that now time has come for me to take that first leap there must have been a lot of voices and noises that must have come your way judgments and notions and people must have projected a lot on you how did you really detach yourself and not took it personally and how did you really move on where did that courage or balance or perspective come to you sumanta so, had a choice of listening to my inner voice or outer voice i chose the inner voice wow i think we are going to give you a drum roll on that <laughs> choose your inner voice folks choose your inner voice you know people doubt we all doubt a lot that, what if i'm wrong what if this is just an elusive idea so in which way does it come to you that you know that Yes this is exactly it. Well there are so many examples of how it has helped me and worked for me. It there has been 80 to 90% success rates after listening to the inner voice. Trusted percent of seeming failures I take it in my stride. Right. What's the role of people in your life Atman? I know you are a great influence and we know where you stand today there are so many of us who look up to you but what about people that probably you have idolized or modeled a certain role in your life that have inspired you or influenced you the most it's interesting but i don't have too many role models or rather none because i feel each one of us are unique the moment you try and follow someone or be like someone you're losing out on your uniqueness if at all i'm very very happy or rather influenced by Gary Craig who's found EFT you know first time I'd ordered his kit he said you cannot share this with more than 100 people and i was so amused and so happy to hear that trust i didn't share with anyone i told everybody go and buy his kit <laughs> but he was so generous in his sharing his knowledge and skills and you know practices so i loved his generosity that has influenced me a lot all right so while i can very well see and connect with the fact that you know 
you have been probably your own self driver in life of course inspirations and there's been a universal energy that you've always felt and connected with and that's how you've come this far and led a guided life i'm sure whatever is happening in this human form there must be some sort of things that you picked up from here and there some influences on your decisions and choices like for example why did this whole idea of just going to dharamshala came to you why did that happen did you always connect with mountains just tell me a little bit about this so i was heading a california hypnosis institute of india and teaching i'd given 6 months notice period my last retreat was there in dharamshala and then i did not know what to do i was at the verge of divorce i knew it not many people knew at that time but i knew that it, i'm heading for now separation because my husband wanted to settle with somebody else at that time so i was meditating and i was told that you're going to be settled in dharamshala i said where and the whole map was shown i told my coordinator that before i leave dharamshala i would like to see this place and i showed her where exactly she said well there are jungles over there and after that the cantonment area i don't think you'll get anything we hired a broker and he showed me the first place he showed me was exactly that and i described her so rigor- i mean thoroughly and we were amazed to find that place and there was no way i would not go i went back to mumbai to settle my children you know to make sure their exams are done and everything and they only said mama it's your time now go you need to be free you've done enough for us and take your time off and that's when i drove off and it just worked out beautifully tell me a little more about your journey as an author atman i mean three books and very very different from each other where did the inspiration come from one to the other to the third so different hello this is money speaking radical crystalline mind quest for a guru how do these things come to you i mean so much of wisdom okay let me tell you i've been dyslexic and below average student as far as the languages were concerned i used to do very well with science and mathematics but not languages yeah nobody would have that i would ever author books i was in singapore for consultations and trainings interestingly only my training got cancelled and i started getting calls after calls that sorry we can't make it today and i realized that there's some divine plan in place because i went all the way to singapore to meet few people and do sessions with them i sat in the lobby and started writing not knowing what i'm writing and by afternoon one chapter was over it was a seven day trip between hong kong singapore and kl and i finished the book writing in 7 days writing is very easy actually because you don't have to write things get written through you tell me a little more about the themes of your book so this is all guided is this what you call auto writing yes it is an auto writing truly okay mamta the best blog you would have written are written through you and not by you trust you would agree true i keep going back to those and i'm like a little mesmerized who wrote them yes yes exactly interesting so all of you authors writers script writers the creative guys give this episode a listen very very intently because there are many such interesting points that are coming your way what about this book called money speaking hello this is money speaking like what does this mean ma'am so mata money has its own consciousness 
money can feel terrible, money can feel let down, money can feel constrained, locked up, trapped, or liberated. Money has its own opinion. And money is the final most game that you can crack to crack the Maya called life. And money has interesting observation about all of us. So money speaks. Money spoke through me for people. Not everybody can understand that because we are still looking at money through our currency notes. No, it's an energy. It's a frequency. So money has nuggets of wisdom for us. All you have to do is just open the book randomly and you will see a particular para or a page or a word that is just relevant for you. Money can guide your life to a blissful existence. Wow. So it's just not a book. It's like a guidance for life. You can just keep opening randomly and keep getting guided? Yes. Oh, wow. It's like, you know, we used to play these games when we were little children that, okay, believe you me, I'm someone like that. I cannot read books or pages. I can just about read paragraphs and <laughs> words. So I can so resonate with what you're saying, but I really didn't know that there are more people like that who are doing these kind of things. I feel so validated. <laughs> so great. Tell me a little more. How does it connect? Money guides you to live your life to the fullest. Probably if there was nothing like money, we wouldn't have done so many things that we are doing now. So stagnation is not encouraged. And that's why we have been given two programs and they are fear-based or greed-based. And money motivates you through fear or greed. But the moment you understand and bypass that, you can operate from true inspiration. Atman, this is so enlightening and so much of truth said in these two words. How do we level ourselves up, really? I mean, what is another place of connecting with money, let's say? How would it really inspire me to go ahead and do a certain job if I'm told that, okay, you're paid X amount and do that job well if I get to know that you are paid X plus? So how does it change for us? as humans? Money is as easily available as oxygen or water, provided we do what we are supposed to be doing. So you'll realize that even if you have no money, but if you plan certain things which needs money, you'll get exactly that amount of money. Money is always available. However, money controls our life in a way that we always remain on track. Money is supervising and guiding us to be our highest and the best. If we understand how money functions, you don't have to worry about money. Money is always there. Money has your back. Wow, money has your back. I mean, how many of such anecdotes I'm going to take back today with me? This is out of this world, but I have never come across anyone talk like that. Has this changed your relationship with money, how you started to where you are today in life? How has it changed it? My Mamta, I've taken two divorces without a penny as alimony, not even a house. Okay. First divorce, I had 5,000 rupees as seve. Second divorce, three children, four lakhs. That's it. And I had an office going on, two and a half lakhs a month as my monthly expenses. And I moved on to Dharamshala, right? So I've lived life with total faith. There would be time when I would have 5,000, 10,000 in my account with two and a half lakhs to 
give it to my staff and other expenses, money will come. And I didn't have to ever say, sorry, I can't pay. Money was always paid to people. And I always had. I've done foreign travels. I've roamed around in Europe 40 days each trip, twice. Uh, oh, I've explored the whole world. I've had five-star holidays <laughs> without bothering to save money at all. <laughs> Again, is it only about being that magnet to that energy and just saying that I have intended this and now I'm just letting the universe play its game for me. Is it something like that, what you're saying here, Atman? Yes, that's how I live. Several times I've gone to Dubai, even Europe, without a single local currency. I mean, I had my credit card, of course, for emergency, but I would have enough and I would earn and get back. It would just come. I wouldn't even plan. It just comes. But Atman, here people are spending their lives, their day's energy, investing in stocks. How do you sort of compare the two consciousness, if I were to say that? That is greed-based or is that still fear-based? And would it really get them to somewhere or will they eventually get there and lose it all? Like, How do you see this whole exchange happening in, from the universal energetical point of view? Yeah, so they're not chasing money, they're chasing an experience and they don't know it. So they chase money thinking that money will give them that experience. It doesn't. People talk about financial freedom for women. I feel, why? Because to get that financial freedom, women start working and they feel more stuck and trapped than ever before. True freedom comes with real knowledge of what money is all about. That is just too deep. I need some more clarification on this. How is it a strap when you are earning, you're more capable, you're more respected, you can facilitate, you can take decisions more freely. So how does this really strap you? I didn't get that point. What you resist tends to persist. So if you feel small or low about yourself, and that's why you earn money, you get into a job, corporate job probably, or any business. Now you have to take so-called humiliation from boss or customers, you're still feeling small. You'll compare yourself with bigger fish in the water and you'll still feel small. So money is not an answer to make you feel small or big because it doesn't matter how much you earn, you'll still feel inadequate and small if that is your story you're escaping from. Regarding liberation, a lot of women start working. I'm not saying women should not have career. I'm a career person completely. But the main intent, if the intent is to get freedom, you'll be so tied up with a job commitment or a business commitment. Where is the freedom? It's just the freedom of spending money. But what about freedom to live life full on? Freedom to do what you want to do. So what do you escape from? You're still embracing that. There's no escape from an experience. Money cannot help you escape an experience. It will come to you in a different way. So embrace the experiences of life, rise beyond the experiences, and money is always there with you. Open up. It's you who block money. Wow. So even for people who are probably born with more humble beginnings, how do you really look at that? Because, you know, for them, the real challenge, their grounds is that, okay, we don't have enough even for survival. Forget about having these dreams or having these so how does one really change that for oneself in that context where things look too big and too, like I said, too good to be true? 
Mamta, people in slums and uh, beggars on the road are more secure about money than multi-billionaires because they don't have to worry about, they have faith that they'll get what they want, right? You go to a hut, if a family is eating, they'll share their food. You go to a very rich man's house, he would say, oh, I wish you had told us earlier, we would have asked our cook to cook for you. True that. That's that's so real life. True. So they're more secured. They're more contented. They feel more rich than the richest people. Wow. That's really, like I said, soul-stirring. I knew this episode will have these magical moments. But I had no idea this is how it's going to happen. So let's just get into our rapid reflex round, go into some quick questions, have you answer them in not more than a word or maybe a sentence. Are you ready for that, Atman? Not more than a word. It would be one word. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can I start? Yes. One thing you would like to change about humanity? Inspiration-based living rather than competition-based living. Wow. One thing you would like to change about our education system? Again, inspiration-based education. Great. Your take on climate change, Atman? Change is the norm of life. Is this good? Yes, change is the norm of life. If anything that is constant is change, take it, there would be a plan in place. Wow. How do you connect with the planet, with nature? Lovely playground to play the game called life. What is your take on technological innovation and intervention that man has created? It's all as per the plan. All right. One living species or like a natural phenomenon when it occurs and it's most enchanting for you and why? Humans. What makes you wonder and why? They're so unpredictable. (laughs) Each one is different and you don't know what's lined up next. Awesome. So people make you wonder, places make you wonder. What makes you wonder really? I think everything is wonderful here. Awesome. Please complete these sentences. Healing to you is? Feeling whole and complete and being in touch with that which is whole and complete. Money to you is? Means to an experience. Meditation to you is? A way of life. Highest level of wisdom is? Knowing that you're wise. And renunciation is? Living life in a detached way. And your life purpose is? Being a channel of information. Wow, wow, wow. That was truly being unbound, Atman. I am so humbled and pretty much speechless, you know, because it's difficult that I put a zip up, but it is really touching what you've shared today. Into this conversation, when I walked in, I had no idea how I'm going to leave. And I would just like to conclude today's episode by saying that when you can arrive at a point where looking and listening comes from an entire being, you are setting the stage to be an inspiring leader and Atman, we all are anyway looking at you like that. Thanks for the opportunity, Atman. Very fulfilling and complete. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to know from you what idea or insight you unboxed from today's conversation. 
just drop me a message over LinkedIn or in my inbox and remember to follow this podcast so that when the next episode drops you can join me for yet another one too keep coming and keep unbounding till then this is your host Mamta signing off <laughs>